This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. By now, you've probably seen ads about the water contamination at Camp Lejeune everywhere. People who got sick after drinking that toxic water are now able to seek repayment for their medical costs because of a new law, the PACT Act. What those other ads don't tell you is that because the PACT Act is a fresh law, it's important to find an attorney who understands the new claims forms. There is a limited time to file your Camp Lejeune claim, so you need a lawyer who can get it right the first time. The experienced team of attorneys at SickMarine.com is ready to file your claim. They will fight for you, and they won't take no for an answer. Sign up at SickMarine.com. A very good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome to the Reds Report with a a review of the Watford's match and a preview of the upcoming Tuesday night uh, battle against Cardiff. A special guest this week is a man who's been on our podcast plenty of times, uh, always gets positive reviews, mainly people saying you finally got somebody who knows what he's talking about, probably the reason why he was co-commentator yesterday with Matt Bailey on the Barnsley I follow, Mr John Parkin, how are we doing? Good evening. I don't think I, I don't. I won't say I, I know what I'm on about. I think I might just get lucky more than more than, more than anything else. You'll fit right in then. You'll fit right in. <laughs> um, also, back again this week. He's not been feeling well, so he's not been banging in goals for the uh, the cross keys at Wolf. And if we were the A team, he'd be face only because he's the youngest. And it's of course Mr. Chris Ridgard. Chris, how are we doing? Hey. Hey up, Carl. Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, not, not so bad. A bit of a cough, but other than that, I'm uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm quite disappointed, actually, because we're having John on the show. It uh, ends my uh, 46 run, uh, consecutive run of being the best striker on the, on the Reds report. Obviously, John's ended that run for me. So That's still up for debate, you know. I've not seen you play yet. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, also joining us again, um, well, he'd have to be Hannibal in our A-team, and that's only because he is the oldest, uh, Mr. Steve oh, Andrews. Uh, good e- uh, Yeah, again, ageist jokes. You're very ageist <laughs> these days, you know, right? Since you're getting near to my age. Uh, I'll just leave. Oh, well, I'm never going to catch you up, am I? Let's face it. And by the way, you talk about striker. Me and Steve on Monday night walking football. Tell you, Steve, I tell you, he's not bad. I mean, I can't go over the halfway line because I'm knackered, but Steve does all right. <laughs> right, Chris, take it away. Yeah, um, absolute massive result. I don't think anybody saw that coming, really. I, I know Steve. Uh, hold, on, what, hold on, hold on. What, hold did, on, I Steve, you? what <laughs> did I tell you? You picked a 1 0, Steve. You didn't there you go. Which way. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Carl outside comes out. Uh, no, Collie Woodrow. Were you worried? More worried? Um, 
listen, if, if Woodrow's not playing, I'm always worried because I think he's just one of a kind. I think he's probably, for now, the only striker we have that has established that he is a championship striker. Um, I think Schmidt is a completely different striker. He does a lot of work off the ball, but still, I think, goals missing at times. And, you know, the jury is still out on Connor Chaplin, and I know he runs a lot, and I know he's really energetic. But for me, a striker needs to be ready to put the ball, ball in the net and, and not be down the halfway line chasing people down and forcing mistakes. Maybe that's the style of play. I don't know. But yeah, it did worry me. But obviously, you know, never, never forget Captain Mowat because he'll nip one in whenever we want. Steve, thoughts on, uh, on that result? Absolutely. And the performance as well that came with it to a certain yeah. degree. Hey, it's, oh, it's divided Twitter. So I know we got the result. But in terms of the performance, some were feeling that we played amazing off the ball. And then I think others saying that we'll pull on the ball. I don't care. We won, didn't we, Steve? We did win. Uh, it were, I thought it was a really good performance in parts. Um, the only bit of criticism I would have thought, um, I don't know whether I'm really happy with Styles playing that left wing back, that left wing back role because he were he were pushing forward and let's face it, he's one of the most talented midfielders we've we've had for a long time. Uh, and I like to see him marauding forwards. Uh, but a couple of times he did get caught on that left hand side and right hand side as well and that did that did worry me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John, yourself you attended, you were on uh, on commentary. Great job by the way. A lot of people yeah. saying nice things about you on Twitter. Uh, which is good, isn't it, for a change? You're not no, used I've to been, that. I've been You're not used to football fans saying nice things to you, are you, John? I think there were ones, I'm really surprised that he, uh, he, he were quite good at it. I was really surprised. I'm like, I, I did it for 21 years. You know I mean, I've half an idea what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> but no, to be fair, yeah, I think uh, on, on whether it were a good performance, uh, I think they just did what they had to do. Uh, Defensively, they were solid, as as, uh, as Steve just said a couple of times. They got in down the their right hand side, uh, just from just from people switching off. Really, I mean, there were a free kick second, uh, first half, and the kids nearly got in. Uh, and it, it's a it's a it's a free kick, and he's just spotted it, and he's made a run. And I think it were Styles actually who didn't follow him. Mm. Yes, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, luckily, the kids, quick. luckily the kids, uh, the kids had a, a terrible touch, but. Uh, it's just little things like that. When you when you move up the levels, it's them little things, and they got away with it yesterday, uh, luckily. Uh, but when you're playing against uh, quality opposition week in week out, they'll get a point where them them mistakes do cost you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've got a visit to Johnny. It looks like uh, is he oh, all wave? Look over the shoulder. Oh, hell. Bless him. So, Carlo, John's mentioned Barnsley's defence there. Yeah. There were a few chances. John's mentioned that quick free kick from Tom Cleverley, which nearly found Ishmael Saar. Ishmael Saar found Tom Cleverley at the back post. Cleverley fired over. So, there were a few, a few twitchy bum moments, so to speak, Carlo. But, defensively, we look a lot better than what we did a year ago. Steve, you could say we've made progress, Carlo. Have we made progress from a year ago? Just, just tell Steve we've made progress from a year ago, Carl. No, tell me. I think things are getting better. Listen, we've had two, we've had two games, clean sheet, six points. So, you know, I think we want more, don't we? You know, there is always that bit of danger when Anderson's on the ball that, you know, if, if the ball's coming over, somebody's leaving a gap behind him. Um, I think Helic um, has, has settled into the team probably better than what Anderson has done. Um 
aerial-wise, not, not so much of a problem, but I think ball at feet coming at Anderson, there's still that twitchy bomb at times. But listen, you can only solve one problem at a time. We've got Mowat in a role where he can now contribute with goals. Maybe now he'll start looking. Because he used to be central defender, didn't he? New gaffer. So I'm pretty sure yeah, he'll, he'll yeah. have some you know, extra time. I think, with, I, uh, think John, I think John made a comment. Uh, John made a comment when he was doing commentary. Um, I don't know if John can remember this. Uh, they were breaking, I think it was down our left again. And John yeah. said, bring him down, take a yellow card. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think that's, it's not dirty play, but do you think we need to get a little bit more savvy into doing things like that, that sort of thing? Like I say, it's not, yeah, it is intentional, but, you know, there's times where we have to play like that. I, yeah. I, I think so, Steve. Yeah. I, I, the game that springs to mind last year, well, the Huddersfield at home game, I've never seen us been as physical as we were, and we absolutely played them off part. Go on, John. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a football terminology. Yeah, it's a good yellow card. Yeah, yeah. If, you, <laughs> if you've got someone breaking, it's a good yellow card, and you can say it's right or wrong. Everyone does it. Uh, on that point as well, a couple of times, uh, the, the centre half blocked blocked the strikers' runs off, which yeah. again is not uh, not particularly within the rules of the game, but it's it's effective, and and it's little stuff like that where. Obviously, the more experience you get, uh, the, the more the more you'll learn that sort of stuff. But it's a little thing. If you're, if you're making a run as a striker in behind, I never did it much. I think I did it three times in <laughs> 680 games or something. But if you're making a run and, and off the ball, the centre-half just puts his, uh, puts his arm across and smashes you across the face, there's not really a lot you can do. And more, more, probably nine times out of ten, if not more, you, you're going uh, to get away with that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Steve, Carl's talked about defence. Uh, John's obviously brought up a few things there about, about the centre, about looking at midfield then. You mentioned Callum Styles being sacrificed as a left wing-back. Surely he can't get in ahead of Mo and Matty James on that display anyway. So. Ah, I see. I've got to disagree with you there. Got to okay, disagree okay. Um, Moit, no. I think Moit, this last few games, has really come back to, to his old self. Uh, he's playing in that attacking role. Um, which he, which he likes, which he loves, and which is is missed definitely. Um, Matty James, yeah, he's a class player. I don't think he's match fit as yet. My only worry with Matty James is um, he's only here while January. Yeah, he'll be good for bringing kids through and, and giving them some experience and what have you. But I don't want such as your Amal Palmers and your Callum Styles and your Simos. Um, to feel as though they're being pushed out. I'd rather see us as young players, while they're playing well, still given that chance. Yeah, that's an interesting one. It's the conundrum, isn't it, about about getting yeah. points on the board and playing a player that doesn't belong to you that's not really going to get any better for yourselves. And there's no, no value in it that, other than that minute in time and winning games. I'm all for winning games, Steve, but me and you, will, uh, we always have a debate, don't we, every show? So. It's good experience. <laughs> Matty James is going, to, he's going to bring good experience yeah. and, and he'll, he'll, he'll do nothing but bring kids on. But I don't want, such as Ramal Palmer, who is a very similar sort of player, breaking up, breaking up play and then can play a ball out. I don't yeah. want him to feel as though he's been overlooked when he's had two, three really good games. Well, they might get a chance in, uh, in January, depending on, on what happens with and, and Matt and James. Don't, uh, don't forget, John, Chris, sorry, Herbie, oh, sorry. Kane, Herbie, no, Kane is there, Herbie Kane is there as well. I mean, one yeah. point something million, both from Liverpool, we've seen him before. He's, he's being 
well, he's being kept on the bench at the moment because of how other people are playing. You know? I mean, see now we play when he comes off the bench. I'm not, not surprised you're on bench. That, what were he doing <laughs> with that corner? He started off their best attack from one of our corners. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's not as good as Matty James and Alex Smart by not. Anyway, by the by, let's not be too negative. We've won. John, you were a centre half once upon a time. Um, Carlos mentioned Michael Hellick fitting in really well at the right centre half position. Mads Anderson were mentioned by yourself numerous times on Saturday. He's a right-footed playing centre-half at the left-hand side of the centre-back three. Does that have an effect? Because he sometimes looks balanced. He sometimes looks... Carl, would you agree with that, do you think? Um, I think it's just the way the gaffer wants to play. I think they're still getting used to it, yeah. you know. Do you think it has an effect, John? It shouldn't, no. I mean, it's, uh, it should be, if you're playing in the Championship, you should be able to use your left foot half-decent, you know what I mean? It's not... It's not. It's not really just there for standing on. But uh, I mean, as a defender, what what's his role? He's just got to defend. Right? If he if he shanks it out, play with his left foot, it don't matter. No. He's not. He's not in the team to create chances and all that. He's in there to stop the ball winning the net. So the, the fact of playing on the a, a, a playing on the left shouldn't for me really have a have a uh, have a bearing on it. Really. No, and we defended well. You know, a, a clean sheet against the team that were in Premiership last season, Carl. You know that. It, Seems to be coming together, organised at the back. Yeah, I think um, somebody said it yesterday, and, and I had to sort of agree because they, they mentioned you know over a hundred million um, that team that was uh, on the pitch yesterday for them. Um, it might have been hundred million, but they were relegated, you know. And, and if, if I go out and buy a second-hand, I don't know, Ford Escort, and somebody charges me thirty grand for it, doesn't mean it's worth it. It's just what I happen to pay for it because yesterday. It's that old saying, can you do it on a Saturday rainy afternoon at Oakwell? And, and lots of those players yesterday looked below championship level to me. Maybe just a bad day. Maybe we forced them into those mistakes. But um, I think the game plan from a Barnsley tactical point of view worked. We pressed them. We forced them into mistakes. And then we, ca- well, we, capitalized, we capitalized once, but that's all that matters, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> One more than them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Steve Carroll's mentioned tactics and game plan stuff there. The word that keeps getting banned around is the vertical game. Uh, I know John mentioned, <laughs> it, I think that's just getting the ball forward as quick as possible. It's all these, all these new coaching things, isn't it? it must be, that must be a new fancy coaching where vertical. It's just kicking the ball as long as you can, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't win many headers, and I didn't expect us to win many headers with, with, with Chaplin and Schmidt and, and Freezer up top. But we did pick up a lot of second balls, Steve, in, in the middle of the park. We were onto them quite quickly. And that obviously did result in a goal, but it also resulted in, in most of our t- attacks came from that. Yeah, we did. Uh, I think the stats said that we closed them down 200-odd times and you know to get the ball and to get that second ball. Um, I felt a bit sorry for Schmidt yesterday. I didn't think he got very much service. Um, he tried to get him to... I, I just don't think his game is the running wordless chicken sort of game. He needs to be in and around box. Yeah. You've got Freezer and Chaplin to do that. And I just I just didn't see him getting very much service yesterday, getting very many chances. And when Miller came on, again, young lad, he's hardly played for us. He's been out on loan. And he got one decent chance and put it wide. But again, there wasn't much service to that front sort of central striker, I didn't feel. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you mentioned, you mentioned strikers, John. You, you mentioned uh, Patrick Schmidt. You also mentioned Miller when he came on, living off scraps, which uh, I texted you because I found that quite funny, John, because uh, the last time I saw you were in West Melton Fish Bar 
and uh, you did actually get scraps. <laughs> I like uh, scraps. I, like I scraps nice... chips and sauces. <laughs> <laughs> I had a nice chuckle to myself. That's all. Uh, John, you mentioned Schmidt not probably not being physical enough to play up front on him on his own. You know, Steve mentioned being a bit of a poacher, being in around the box. Horses for causing it with strikers and. The manager clearly ain't got a choice at the minute. The market's shut. He can't pick what he wants. He's he's got what he's got. Is it a case of putting round pegs in in square holes until January with strikers as such? There's different yeah. types of strikers, John, isn't there? Yeah, maybe it is. But I think I think to be fair, he, he sort of half sacrificed himself for the team. Uh, up there on his own, most of the most of the game it was supposed to be a four four a three four three, but it really were a, a four five one really. Uh, Especially out of possession, uh, so I, I think he put himself about. He's not expected to win headers, but I think what he did do is he uh, he stopped the centre halves getting clean headers where you, where you can put distance on it. Um, same as I said, I, I said it in commentary yesterday. That if, if you know that if you know this vertical ball or whatever bollocks it is, right? <laughs> is that a that's technical the, uh, term? That's, that's, that's the, the problem. That's... That's the children can watch tick disappear, Carl. <laughs> I mean, I tried, I tried my best as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, the, the thing with that, if you know that that's how you're going to play as a team, yeah. Mauer and James, uh, they can they, they don't have to look for the ball for centre halves. Uh, if they know that's how they're going to play, they can play it up, and then they can be on the front foot. Ah. It's when it's when you get caught in between trying to play out from the back, and one of your midfielders is coming in to looking for the ball. And then the ball goes over their heads, and there's just too much distance between them and the and the strikers. When you when you know as a team that's what you're going to do, Mowat and James can be already on the front foot uh, and trying to pick up the second balls. And same as, same as I said, if Schmidt doesn't he doesn't mind win the header, and, and James are, are in playing and picking up the, the second ball, which is the, the main way that Barnsley were going to score yesterday. I feel. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. You, you, you kind of don't think about that as a football fan sometimes. I think you lose sight of the fact that how big the pitch actually is and how much area you're trying to cover. Uh, Carlo, impressed, impressive result. Uh, flying up the table now. Um, two big wins from the start. It's, it's, it's a dream start, isn't it, for, for a manager? Um, yeah. Um, it, it, listen, it is. Take nothing away from him. Um, I think if, if you... Points are points, no matter how you get them. But I think the first three points against QPR, you know, the red cards, the penalty, that sort of switched the balance in that match a bit. But we, listen, we took advantage of that. And yesterday, you know, we had um, Alex Mowat with a moment of brilliance uh, and a bit of space around him, and we didn't give that to them. So therefore, you deserve it. Um, you look ahead of the next two, you've got Cardiff and Derby. Uh, I think if you go to Cardiff... You know, to me, if you can go there on a, a Tuesday evening when it's raining and it's wet and it's horrible and you can go, come away with your point, I think, you know, you've done well. I'm pretty sure he'll want to go for the win and, you know, who knows what's possible. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, John knows more about what it's like playing on a Tuesday night in Cardiff than what we do. Um, but he couldn't have asked for a better start. And I, I, I like that idea. Whereas the previous men had talked about focus in the game and focus, focus, and all, always talking about the focus. This one says, sacrifice everything and be there for your teammates. And I can't help but think that those lads probably get that a lot better than focus, if you know what I mean. But listen, um, six, 15th in the table. You know, in the form table, we're in the top 10. And I think we're now playing to something that what everybody expected us to play like, following our uh, run of results after the uh, initial, well, after lockdown number one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last question, then we'll move on to preview uh, a card. If Steve... Adam Murray did a great job, didn't he, steadying the ship. 
ready, <laughs> ready, ready for this manager to pick up and, and, and take us forward. That's my opinion, Steve. <laughs> no, yeah, he did. He did do a good job to hold it together. And I'm not. When we, when we had the conversation previously, um, you you, you want to see a new manager. You want to see fresh ideas. You want to see fresh things on pitch. Um, like I said, I didn't know whether Adam Murray were part of the solution or part of the problem. Um, he's obviously good at what he does and he's good working behind the scenes. But I'm glad to see that Valerian's now brought in his own sort of right-hand man. Um, and I, I just hope they can all work together and continue the sort of football that you know that we really want to see. Um, obviously, attacking, getting some goals. Uh, but bringing them kids through as well, which is what Adam Murray's, you know, is, is good at, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're right, Steve. And most importantly, winning, Steve. We need yeah. to see winning. Um, <laughs> managers, John, uh, we're going to move on to Cardiff in a minute. We've had a caretaker manager. We've got a new manager coming in. Surely it's horses for courses. Some players will play better under certain characters and certain types of manager. This manager seems to have a bit of an aura about him. He's obviously played at a very high level for Bayern Munich and, and Crystal Palace in Premier League. So he's got, he's got that respect there. I, I just wondered what your thoughts were on what, what kind of manager suited yourself and, and, and how the lads will have adapted to... They've had three different managers uh, in quick succession this season. Uh, just thoughts on managers, John, and things like that without, without dropping anybody in it. <laughs> my favourite managers were the ones that didn't turn up till Thursday. They're my <laughs> favourite managers. Uh, now, it's like... I think there's a little bit uh, too much read into it. You know what I mean? You're professional footballers... Uh, at the end of the day, it's your job to play football. <clears throat> New managers come and go, that's part and parcel of it. You, you see, I mean, I, I think I had something like 32 managers in my career, which is an outrageous, outrageous number. And I think I, only, I think I were only responsible for getting 15 of them sacked, personally. So <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't all my fault. Uh, I, I got one, Sean O'Driscoll, I, I signed for him at Donny on the Wednesday, he got sacked Thursday night and everybody played a game for him. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, it, it, it's your job. You're a professional. You, the manager will come in. He'll tell you tell you what he wants from you, and then it's up to you to to do what he's asking. It's, it's sometimes a good. It's if you're not if you're not in and around the team uh, with, with one manager, uh, and a new manager comes in, sometimes gives everybody a lift, even the lads who have not been involved. Because it's a bit like a fresh start, especially yeah. especially the fact that obviously the last the last three managers have been. Have been foreign, so they probably don't really know the players at all. Whereas if you get, if you got obviously the managerial, managerial manager go around with you, you got your managers getting one job, then getting another job. They've played against you. You've played against their team, so they've already have got an idea about you. Mm. Whereas when uh, when it's somebody coming from from abroad, it really is a, a clean a clean sheet, and uh, and it's one of them. It's you've just got to get on with it. He'll tell you what he wants and if you don't do it, I presume you'll not be in his team. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Carlo, we'll move on to Cardiff now, shall we? Um, yeah. Are Watford the kind of team we like to play against because they try and play a bit of football, we can press them outfield and are Cardiff the kind of team that we don't want to play against and we're not very good at it when it becomes a little bit more physical? Um, listen, there's no doubt about it. any team that Neil Harris managed has always been physical. I mean, look at look at his Millwall time or times Millwall there. I think though, I don't know. They, they didn't get near us at Wembley, did they? Well, no, they didn't. <laughs> no, not at all, man, not at all. Um, 
I think because obviously, um, I hope it don't happen. But obviously, Kiefer Moore is playing, and I think whenever you've got a six foot seven, six foot eight striker, you know, that's going to be the sort of balls that's coming to him. So you need to be ready for that, don't you? So I think it'll be a different type of type of game. Um, I don't know, because I think confidence, and again, listen, I play walking football. I've been on the losing sides two weeks running, and I'm always on bibs. So John will tell you better. I think confidence gives you that extra 5% going in the next match again. You know, when you've had two clean sheets and two, let's face it, decent opponents, you're now going to Cardiff. I, I suppose your fear is a bit less, and, and, and you're able to play with a bit more freedom. Um, there's no doubt that somebody like a Helic can, can, can mark key for more. Um, but they have got quality all over the pitch. And that's why I think if you, if you can go there and not lose... I think that's that's all we're asking of them, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Steve, who are we looking for for a big performance uh, against Cardiff? And how many goals will Conor Chaplin score? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me think about that one. Hold on a minute. Um, I think man of the moment is Moet, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, he's found his feet again. He's found his shooting boots. So, however he's fit in his own field, uh, we're in with a shout. Um, Kiefer Moore, I think, will prove to be a really good test. Um, not only for Alec, but for Anderson as well, like John said in commentary uh, on Saturday. Anderson always seems to look to have a bit of a mistake in him at times, whether that's just his youth. Uh, you know, I'm sure Alec and, and Solbauer will bring him on. But no, I've got a good feeling, whenever we can carry this momentum uh, and this newly found sort of fighting spirit, um, no, I think we can go to Cardiff and, and get a bit of something. I hope so. John, you've been to Cardiff and got a bit of something before, I'm sure. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now. Is, there anything... <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything for Barnley to fear, John? Young, um, exciting team of the back of the two wins, not lost in five, but... I don't think there's anything... I, I... I don't think there's anything, anything to fear winning to any game, personally. I don't know if that's just my... What, what, the worst that can happen is you get beat. Right, fair enough, you move on to the next game. Mm. It's not, there's nothing to fear about going out and playing football uh, and, and fear of getting beat. But, I mean, it's going to be a totally different test. Same as uh, Watford were, were try to play. Uh, Cardiff, Cardiff don't really try to play. Uh, they a big test for playing against Kiefer because I, I think he's very, very effective. Uh, if, if he gets chances, he's a good finisher as well. So it'll be a it'll be a tough test. But I mean, Cardiff are not in great form themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's. I mean, it's. I can imagine they're probably glad that the, the fans not in at the minute because they'll be getting they'll be getting pelters. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's going to be a tough game. But any game's tough in this league. It's 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 how you <clears throat> just got to go there, roll your sleeves up, and uh, and not forget a result. Yeah, John, you mentioned getting pelters there. What's the, what's the biggest insult you've ever been given? Oh, dear. <laughs> I think I've got all the black book with them all in. It's about, like the Quran. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, I remember playing away for York at Cambridge, I think. And I, I, I must have had eight really good chances, like back in when I on my first probably when I was at 19. And they're actually singing "Parking for England" sarcastically, and that one <laughs> like that that will worse than the you fat so and so and all that sort of stuff. But I used to Brilliant. love it. I used, I used to love getting abused. I used, and then you score, and then and then you can you can shove it up in the 
Yeah. <laughs> Carlos, scoreline against Cardiff. Um, well, I mean, I agree. I'll look this afternoon. Uh, in the last six, Cardiff won one, lost one and drew four. Uh, obviously, they the lost against QPR yesterday. Um, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll go for a surprise and, and I'll say we'll make a 1-0 win. Brilliant. Steve, I'd like a scoreline knowing who's scoring what, please. <laughs> Um, do you know what? I've, I've got to agree with Carlo. I think whoever gets that first goal, um, neither team are sort of top of the form at the minute, like John said. Um, but, you know, we're getting there. We're getting better. So I think whoever gets that first goal, which I think will be us, will we'll carry on for a 1-0. So, yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 uh, towards yeah. this time. Towards, towards. <laughs> uh, and John, yourself, is it 1-0 across the board? I'm going to go one all. One all, and that'd be a good point for Barnsley, I think, John. I think, I think definitely, especially backing up two home wins. You know, what I mean, if you if you sort of, if you put your games into into little blocks, from from sort of Tuesday to Tuesday, you've got nine points. If you can take seven, yeah, you'd be over the moon with that. You know, what I mean, if you can if you can get enough of them sort of three three game blocks where you're getting six seven points, you'll be up the table and not looking over your shoulders again. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, one last question for everybody. Uh, since we've got our own international Dutch man of mystery, Carlo van der Watering, and uh, we've lost an absolute legend uh, in the UK film industry, I just wondered, Steve, who your favourite Bond was? Oh, now then, that's unfair. Um, <laughs> just, you know what, Sean Connery, fantastic, what a fantastic actor. My favourite Bond were Roger Moore, got to be honest, Roger Moore for me. John? Quite, I like Daniel Craig, you know. I do, I like Daniel. I thought you were going to ask us which were his favourite Bond girls. Ah, right. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's a different podcast as it is. I tell you what I'd like to see, John, for the under the cosh, is you recreating that, that Daniel Craig scene when he comes well, out, out of the sea. Of the sea. Oh, I love that. But, yeah, we could film it at Westbury Race. Are you walking on jetty? Like... <laughs> Remember when you go to Blackpool to do an episode, John, you could do that for us. It'll not be a, not be a pretty sight, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to do another half a stone on this lockdown. It's only a month. <laughs> uh, lads, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Carol, have you got a favourite Bond villain? Is there a Dutch one? Uh, ooh, um, yeah. I don't know what his name was, though. Jeroen Krabbe played a Russian, whatever he was. What about Blofeld? He sounds like a Dutch bloke. No, no. Uh, oh. Ernst Van Rental, that's who you want. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. When I first came to Barnsley and I saw these, it said Darton Van... I thought it said Darton Van Heijen. I thought, oh, there's more Dutch people living here than just me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening and watching. You can find us on YouTube, on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, anything Grindr, else, Steve? Like up there. <laughs> oh brilliant lads thank you Steve nice to see you buddy you had a nice thank you man you're good no worries John thank you very much for making time in our very busy busy schedule of yours no uh, under the cosh is going well isn't it yeah flying obviously this lockdown we'll have to start zooming again bit looks, but uh, yeah it's going it's going well got me through the, the first lockdown that did because yeah, it's yeah, the only the real watch. chance you get to have a laugh so yeah definitely yeah oh what about on here Carl Oh, yeah, like that, I said, under the cush got me through, you know. Um, and John, what about the what? We're supposed to do next year, which it looks like it's going to be getting, we're going to delay it for a year, I think. Uh, okay. And then we're going, to, we're going to do Adrian's Wall next year 
instead. Uh, and uh, and then hopefully do Kilimanjaro the year after. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's something that's massively important. I mean, especially this number of lockdown coming, people struggling. Uh, read a statistic today that 37 suicides just in London per day at the minute. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just in London. Uh, it's a, it's a frightening, frightening number. Um, so yeah, that's what we're trying to, trying to get, uh, get people out there walking, walking and, and talking to people really. Yeah. 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 Brilliant, John. Keep up your good work and send us up to big norm as well. Um, Carlo, that's it. Another episode. You got something nice to say to everybody before we go. I'm still thinking of my favourite Bond girl. Thank you for watching, everybody. (laughs) The Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well-designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.